The following episode contains scenes of violence, explicit language, and sexual humor. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. I'm going to walk with Jonna and say, like, hey, we're here. Like, what's going on? You remember how I told you that I needed to protect my sources? Yeah. Because one of my sources is now dead. Oh. He works for this company that's been kind of shady. He's a little concerned about, like, what's going on behind the scenes. And she kind of flips through a notebook. Uh, Red Crystal International. A bunch of survivalist-looking dudes came out and, like, were throwing daggers at him? We have Mo now got a lot of them. A couple of them managed to run away, but we incapacitated two of them. So I thought uh, maybe you could check to see if they were in the system. We've got a major system crash. We're locked out of the databases at the moment. We're on a lockdown protocol on everything until until we can get everything back up and running. Good old Burt McIntyre's a gentleman who I met a while back. One of those survivalist nutcases who thinks the global economy is about to tank. He attacks the financial sector, he attacks the energy grid, shit like that. Uh, as far as I know, he worked alone, so this is all new to me. He definitely didn't have any friends back in High Winds. We need to not be taking this guy lightly. This guy's nutters with a capital dangerous. Where, where are we taking this one? Can always drag him to the laser hut. And Moe is in the process of calling Ruth Day. Someone just tried to kill Moe. We thought you might be next, and we just wanted to make sure that you were okay, and you need to keep your guards up. As you hear her someone around getting dressed, all of a sudden, you hear glass crack. Someone's breaking in. I'm running. I'm running. I turn to Ruby and scream, address. Okay, Ruth, uh, Laserhawk is coming towards you. Keep an eye out for him. And I proceed to Pulsar Pogo away toward rapid danger. Laserhawk, you are bounding towards the apartment of Ruth Day. When you last heard from her, she was fighting for her life against militants. I'm going to ask you to roll an athletics check. Can do. Let me just scroll on down to that. Oh, thank God I put points into you. Crap, I can't do math that good today. Ah, Rachel Syndrome. Ha! <laughs> 23, boss. Fucking rude. But is it wrong? I didn't say it wasn't accurate. I said it was rude. <laughs> 23, bud. You are pushing yourself hard to be able to go pulsar pogoing faster than you ever have before. Describe to me what this looks like against the night sky. Essentially, if you've ever seen any form of video game or something where someone has like rocket boots where it kind of like boosts them, it's that but with a lot of bright colors and like just a short boost while I jump. Neon rainbow bursting from my feet as I jump from rooftop to rooftop. All right, so you land outside of the Schaefer apartment building, and what do you do? Right off the bat, I would like to roll perception to see what I can see with my elf eyes. 
That is a 20, bro. Uh, including right. the thing, it's a 26. Um, when you look around the building, there's nothing really that stands out from the outside. You do see an open window up on the third floor. And can hear the sounds of scuffling, but you don't see anything. I'm jumping in. When you jump in, you are in a modestly furnished uh, studio apartment. When you look straight forward, you can see the open front door. It has cracks along the hinges, and there is one figure down on the ground in a heap, and you see a little further past that, a woman engaged in combat with another man. Am I in a position to fire off a solar shotgun without hitting her, or should I move a little closer? Because like they're, they're almost like tumbling as they fight, it would be hard to get a clean shot off without potentially hitting both of them. Can I rush forward and just punch homie in the back of the dome? So again, your goal is to try to do it without hitting without hitting her. Uh, yeah, I'm trying not to hit Ruth, but uh, you know, this other guy, he looks sleepy. I want to help him take a nap. Roll, and I'm just going to have, there's going to be a penalty for that to avoid hurting her. You know what? I should just rush forward and taser fist him. That's, that's going to be smarter. I'm going to do that. Unnatural 20. If that's the case, what is the DC on that? I believe that's a 10, boss. Let me double check. Oh, DC 25. Yeah, you clean cut him right in the back of the head as they rolled over once more, and he just goes down in a pile. I'm going to look up at Ruth and say, are you good? <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry, who are you? Name is Laserhawk. I'm a friend of Yardak and Visual Aid. Are there any more of them? And she looks just at the two that are on the ground. I don't think so, but I don't know. I want you to stick close to me until everyone else gets here. There's more help on the way. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Do you need any form of medical attention? I'm far from an expert, but is there anything immediate? No, I'm 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 good. I'm good. She's got like a couple like scratches and stuff, but she doesn't appear to have any wounds. Fantastic. Meanwhile, Yardak and Visual Aid, you are next to Ruby's van with one dead militant and one live one who Yardak just healed. Do we just leave this dead dude here? I'm not sure what we do. <laughs> That's a great question. I also feel like this is kind of the shows the dichotomy between, I don't know if it's between me and Ruby or me and Rachel, that <laughs> our minds went to two separate places because she was like, what should we do about this body? And then I was like, how can I torture him? I can tell him that I could just give him the cyanide. He can almost die and then I'll heal him again and just keep doing it until we get the answers we need. That's where I took it. Yardak is a man of peace. I'm an ambassador that never said I was a man of peace. First off, the one who's being an asshole is dead. Well, now he knows what it feels like, so he better get talky. Was it discussed that you were going to go meet Laserhawk? Because Laserhawk is, basically thinks you're on your way. Oh. Yeah, I was under the impression that you were following me. Well, actually, I mean, I'm large enough. I, I'm just going to heft the other body into the van. So it's the one guy's, like, conscious, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I think he's also tied up, if I remember correctly. Garnack, please also put him into the van. I was like, well, I guess tell your coworker we need to go. Yeah, because he thought that his plan was foiled. RC's gonna make him save all of us just to, like, spite you at this point. Maybe you guys should take care of that dead body. He's coming in the van with us. Your drink's okay. Boy, I'm happy I didn't ride with you guys. The legality of this isn't great, but I don't, like... No! Isn't Laserhawk a former cop? Did I, did I know that? 
Uh, no, I don't think you did. I uh, know. I did not know that. Okay. So anyway, all right. So you've loaded the body into the van. Legally, I guess you leave the dead body, which makes us look real suspicious. Remember that Union is currently in lockdown. Right. Oh, I can freeze him. I just need some water. The problem is not the decomposing. The problem is that it's illegal to move a dead body. <laughs> well, I didn't kill him. How am I the voice of reason? So I have the body of the dead man into Ruby's van. And I kind of just shove him to the back, get him, trying to be nice, get him farther away as he can from the now conscious guy that didn't actually die. Then give a quick bye-bye to Mo, and then we head off. No, Mo's coming with us. Mo's coming with us for protection. I tell Mo to get into the car. I, I jump in the van. Is everyone in here? Like a mob who's trying to just get out of the house at the beginning of the goddamn day. Mo has fastened his seatbelt and gives a thumbs up. What do you do next? I start driving. Are you driving to Ruth's apartment or where are you driving to? I'm starting to drive towards Ruth's apartment and with my phone on speaker for, for legal reasons, because apparently that's the law I won't break. <laughs> we didn't kill him. We're just He's just going for a ride. I That's still illegal. I call Laserhawk and try to figure out if they're by Ruth's apartment, where they're at. Hello. Hey, uh, we're headed your way. Did you find her yet? Yep, so far so good. Uh, two people knocked out. As far as I can tell, these are the only two, but knowing who we're dealing with, they're not the only two. Okay, uh, are you at her apartment? Where are you at? We're still at the apartment. Do you want us to move somewhere else? Do you still want to hunker down at your warehouse? I feel like that would be safe. No one really knows where that is. Okay, I can head down there. I know where that is, though, right? Uh, I'm going to give her the real address. I'll head down there. Um, it's there a way to, I assume it's locked till you get here, right? Yeah. I'll be there soon, though. Okay, I'll head, and we'll just hang out under the van till we see you two. Sounds good to me. Keep your eyes and ears open, please. I go whichever new direction I need to go to make it to, to the laser hut? Is that what you called it? Yep, the warehouse laser hut. Drive my way down there. Beep, beep. Is your plan to head back there? Like, what are you What are you and Ruth going to do specifically? I guess is the question. All right. I'd like you to pack a bag. Yeah, give me a second. And she just starts, like, packing a bag. I want to just kind of casually, nonchalantly start stretching out a little bit because I'm in my mid-30s now. She, like, has, like, a duffel bag. It's It's got a couple days worth of stuff. That should be good, right? Should be. We can get you anything else you need. Cool, cool, cool. I can make. I can make a lot of stuff too. Exactly. This probably isn't going to be the most pleasant experience of your life, Ruth. Just to warn you. She cocks an eyebrow. What? Uh, just. You mean the having to fist fight a guy, two guys in my apartment, wasn't bad enough? Okay, you know what? Fair enough. Hop on my shoulder. Is she actually like sitting on your shoulders? Is that the idea? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I just kind of figured that I'd scoop her up fireman style and then I'm up, up and away. Uh, roll a perception check? Yeah. I'm looking at intimidation like a dingus. <laughs> That'd be a 19. As you go to make that first vault, you take a peek down and you see two more militants, this time armed with rifles, making their way towards the entrance of the building and they see you and they kind of like make a spray of fire, but they don't hit you. I'm going to double time haul ass. Wait, are they following you? 
Um, I mean, if you want to roll perception again. All right, let's do this. I guess stealth if you're trying to avoid being followed. Yeah, we'll do stealth. And that is a 27 because I just rolled my second 20 of the night. Yeah, I mean, you've got plenty of training as a, as a former officer and your military. Like, you you can dodge a tail. I mean, as far as you can tell, you're not being followed right now. Dope. I sort of lean my head up to Ruth. You hit. And she's like, like kind of cowering. And she's like, no, never been flying like this before, though. I wouldn't call this flying. It's more falling with style. <laughs> uh, yeah, you make it without issue back to your warehouse then. Uh, do I see Ruby Nyardak? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to wave him over as I put Ruth down. I'm going to park my van like a block away. Don't even do that. This is an old auto warehouse. So RC, can we say that there's a way to get the van in the warehouse? That's literally what I was about to say. That's fantastic. I was going to say like, yeah, this is an old auto place. Like you could probably roll up one of the uh, doors and just uh, ride right on in. You know, can we just say that that's my main entrance because it's way cooler than a real door. You know, fantastic, because now there's more places to sleep inside, because there's the van. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that one through 100%. Yeah, you roll on in, and for a lot of you, this is your first time seeing it. Like you were saying, it's an old uh, decommissioned car place. Like, there's still some of the equipment in it, a lot of uh, a lot of big tires. You'd imagine this was probably making, like, big trucks at the time when it was, when it was in its heyday. Mm-hmm. You can see the lights are on up in, like, some administrative offices above the actual factory area. And you can see Bodega looking through one of the windows. I wave at Bodega. And Bodega does like one of those little things like where he hops on each foot. It acts like I'm not immediately going to pulsar Pogo and let my dog out. Yeah, Bodega takes a run around the building, you know, as I imagine is normal for him now. Like that's where he's getting his, a lot of his exercise when he's inside. And so you've got this militant Mo. And then the three of you. Oh, crap. That's right. You brought him. So now he. No- oh, fuck. He couldn't see. He was in the I, Ruby. I imagine her fan is like one, one of those uh, bad touch fans. I was going to say, I've always imagined it as being a van with no windows, except for like, I guess, maybe in the back and the windshield. I like the way you were in the more RC. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It probably is a van with no windows because she uses it to transport expensive camera equipment see okay that's fair i'm just throwing this out there laser hawk doesn't even know if the asshole's in there yet and i was like we we brought the uh the one who's still alive and the the one who's not so still alive with us we, we didn't think we could just leave him there you brought a dead guy to my warehouse previously living <laughs> okay new rule you're at least gonna need to text me in advance and let me know. Fuck. Look, well, I didn't. I didn't think we could just leave him there. Uh, it would look. It look very suspicious. We just left. We just leave a dead body. I'm just gonna chalk this up to one of those days. We should probably question the other guy, huh? Yeah, probably. Is he blindfolded? Um, not so much. I was like, not so much. You know what? Can I say, if he was like just regaining consciousness, I feel like he was probably pretty tired, right? True, 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 true. So what? what is your point with that? Is that he probably was like n- half asleep. Look, have I got a visitor or a roommate now? Just a visitor for now. And also I will say that if one of you wants to play a hero point, you can say that he like slept the whole way. 
Fine. I'll use my hair point to say he slept the whole way. Thank you, Rachel. The housing market's not that great right now. <laughs> I would have blindfolded him, but he passed out right away from the exhaustion of being healed, so I didn't see the point. Just as long as he doesn't know where we are. Mm-hmm. Both of you are stronger than me. If you could get him out of the van, he's still tied up. Like a pig or just hands behind the back? I've been imagining his hands are in front of him, but his ankles are also tied. That works. I look around. I make a chair for for him, and then I put him on the chair, and I guess maybe tie him to the chair. Uh, well, wait, who's moving him to the chair? I'll do it. Laserhawk, you grab him out of the van. I think that kind of jolts him awake when you do that, and then you all tie him to the chair. Morning, sunshine, you fucked up. I also, before he has a chance to look, I'm going to cover my license plate number. Solid call. I'm going to point to the chair, look at Ruby, and say, can I get one too, please? Oh, and I was like, I thought about making one for myself, and I make two chairs. And then I do the backwards, like, substitute I'm doing the same thing, actually. All right, so we've got two substitute teachers. What is Yardak up to? I just want to stand behind them, like, even though, like, I fucking saved his life. I'm just going to, like, stand behind them imposingly, because I'm, I'm a big man. Just arms crossed at the chest, kind of looking down my nose. I want to point out that I, just because I said I was wearing a dress earlier, I have leggings on with this. I'm not. Oh. In just, in just a dress, the substitute teacher sit would be. It's okay. I don't think any of us were going to assume that you were trying to basic instinct the confession. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I quit. All right. Well, it's been good knowing Yardak, who has a stroke in the middle of your warehouse for some reason. It's probably the paint fumes. That's rough. After that, what do you do? Can I just roll an intimidation check right off the bat? Well, I mean, we don't have to really be intimidated. Like, he was telling us things. I I know, but I like insurance, bud. He looks at you nervously. He hasn't said anything since you put him in the chair. He just kind of keeps looking back back and forth between the two of you and kind of around the room. That would be a 25. So what do you do to intimidate him? I just want to have my fist glowing. I have no interest in hurting you, but you tried to hurt people who I care about today, so I'm not above it. I'm going to ask you a series of very basic questions, and I would like you to answer them openly and honestly. Do we have an understanding? At this, he kind of like steals up a little bit, like raises his chin. I think so. Good. You said that we picked up like a scrap or something with Apocalypse Man's symbol, right? They have like a symbol on their jackets. And, it, and it's not the same as Apocalypse Man, but it's like a, it almost looks like a variation of it. I'm just going to point out the symbol and say, what is he up to? I mean, I, I don't really know the whole deal. That, that's, that's not how it works. What do you know? I was just told to get that kid and then to rendezvous later on. Told by who and where's the rendezvous? He looks over at the body. Well, told by that guy. Okay, the rendezvous. Uh, the rendezvous. It was uh, just just outside the city. Like it was just like I don't know, like a long long stretch of road along the highway. I think like mile marker twenty seven. I kind of rolled my head back to the other two. I got what I want. Anything from you? Why were they after Ruth? Who? Why were they going after RCI employees? Again, I, I just I wasn't told. That it was an RCI boys specifically. I was just told to go after this kid specifically. How did you even get involved in this? Preparing. Getting ready for the worst. 
you know, we're, we're told on, it's on a need to know basis and other, other shit I didn't need to know. What are you preparing for? Who's preparing you? Well, the end. Preparing for the end. When all the shit goes down. <sighs> and he sounds like he's almost reading this off a brochure. He's like, yeah, you know, end of the world. Collapse of uh, collapse of economy, democracy, the rise of authoritarian technology. Bud, you realize the Matrix is a work of fiction, don't you, fella? Blade Runner, 1984, all fictional works. You're aware of this? Yes, I've been in high school before. Because what you're spotting right now sounds like a whole bunch of bullshit that came from a dangerous man who's only concerned about himself. You are working for a terrorist. <clears throat> what do you know about the woman that was assaulted by the rest of your men on the other side of the city? I, I told you, I, did, I don't know anything about that. I, I was only given this specific mission. We're, we're again, specifically, we're not told what other cells are doing. So this guy just convinced you to go all Hunger Games on everyone? That, that that's what's going to happen to the world? I was told that this would further the cause. We're going to get resources and supplies if we were able to complete this mission. I, I, I wasn't told who this kid was or why he was important. I was just told he needed to be dead. And, so, and it never occurred to you to question why someone needed to be dead, of all things? I just, that was the mission. I do what I'm supposed to do to further the cause. Want to turn to Mo and ask him, so have you noticed anything weird or out of place recently that these people might want you dead? I know there was another guy from RCI that was murdered, and he knew that somebody was watching him. Have you seen anything weird? I thought James was crazy. I I just I still can't believe that he was right. I, he had been talking for a while about thought he was being followed. That's why he he quit. That's why he I thought he skipped town, but he didn't. Other than not knowing about James, have you noticed anything about RCI itself or any weird things that they've been doing? I uh, I've been training Brian, and there was a few new people. Um, Rebecca and and Avery again, kind of just college kids, just like me, you know, picking up extra work. So it sounds like we've got two things we need to do. First, I think we need to check out this rendezvous point, because there's going to be somewhere that knows more than this putz. Second of all, we need to figure out what the hell is so important in RCI that Apocalypse Man is interested. Because if he's trying to get his hands on it, it's nothing good. Well, I mean, if it's me, Ruth, and James, the only thing we have in common besides working for RCI is that in a roundabout way, we've all helped you, and he gestures at, like, Ruby and Yardak. Could they maybe be trying to come after us? I don't know. Like, I don't know why. I've never heard of this Apocalypse Man before. I think the only way to find out is to get to know his little buddies. Would Apocalypse Man and Brigand be in cahoots together? Apocalypse Man being in cahoots is still new to me. This guy works alone. This isn't like him. And I'm a little concerned. I still say our best bets to check out the rendezvous point. I don't know that we should leave Ruth and Mo alone without protection. Yeah, Ruth's just been overplaying with Bodega. Yeah, it's just a therapy dog now. Do we think they're safe if we just leave them here? I wouldn't leave him there with him. I don't. He's not giving us any trouble now, but I'm not going to leave these two with someone who's trying to kill them. Uh, everyone roll perception. 
I received nothing. I rolled a four. Mine is an unnatural 20. Same. Yeah, Yardak and Laserhawk both kind of knows your new friend, whose name you've never asked, oh. <laughs> has been kind of uh, taking a big look around the building and kind of surveying everything and keeps looking towards the one window. If you try to escape, I'm going to beat your face in until you're unrecognizable. Is that clear? Are you doing like an intimidation or are you just saying that? Uh, this is would be an intimidation. I'm hoping that that 20 from earlier still stands. No, that was perception. <laughs> no, I rolled an intimidation earlier when I started interrogating homeboy. That's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, I'm going to make you roll another one. That's fine. Because that was, that was specifically to get him talking. And this has like been a few moments later, at least. Okay, that's fine. Uh, 15 plus 9, so that'd be a 24. Yep. Yes, sir. Not going anywhere. All right. What's, what's your name? Philip. Philip? You can call me Phil, I guess. All right, Phil. Phil what? Sweets. All right, Phil. We're going to keep you there. We need your cooperation. You try to escape, I beat the shit out of you. We have an understanding, right, Phil? Yes. Yes, we do. Cool. Actually. Hey, Phil. You're thirsty. Uh, yeah, it's been a rough night. <laughs> I'm gonna go get him a water. Ruth is playing with the dog, and who's not that far away, and Mo is kind of just leaning against the van, observing from a slight distance. And what are uh, Yardak and Ruby doing, then? What time is this rendezvous supposed to be? Uh, well, it's supposed to be whenever we finish our mission, but the estimation was that it was going to be around midnight. You know, again, it all depended on when we all finished. Just what, what time is it now? About 10. Okay. There was four dudes who were attacking Mo, and one is now dead. Then there's him. And then what about the other two? Do they like scamper off? No, I think it was a, it was six total. Oh, well, that makes it worse. So did the rest just like scamper off or do they? Right, right. Yeah, they all fled. Was there a plan of what to do if the if you weren't able to kill them? Regroup, try again later. Okay, I'll still use them as bait. We could probably discuss it not in front of this dude. No, no, he has to know what he's getting into. Do we think it's safe to leave Mo and Ruth here? Yeah. Okay. I think. I mean, Bodega's safe. Bodega better be fucking safe. <laughs> I take care of my dog, Yardak. <laughs> no, I was. This was about Robert. Okay. Can we assume that I'm, like, <clears throat> back in the area with the water and I can hear this? I mean, yeah, it took him more than a couple seconds. Well, just for flavor text, I'm gonna help homeboy drink and I'm not untying his hands. Fuck you. You got him a crazy straw. Okay, here's my plan. Seeing as how this guy here knows nothing and he's pretty much dead weight, and then I turn to him and his friend and say, sorry, poor choice of words. If we can get you to go to the rendezvous point and meet up with the rest of your guys, we will be at somewhat of a distance, but still keeping an eye on what is happening when he interacts with his teammates. I say with a head tilt and squint to him to see if that's an acceptable word. Yeah, group of dumbasses. Uh, so we can at least get some sort of use out of you, even though you don't know anything. Capiche? Hey, Phil, this is your chance to do some good, like actually do some good for the world instead of waiting for it to be destroyed by God knows what. I would like to roll persuasion to persuade him that this is the right thing to do. Well, I don't think you understand what's going on here. I'm perfectly aware of what I was doing tonight and, and I was doing good for the world. And I, I 
taken a kindness to the fact that you guys brought me back when that asshole tried to take me out. And what was your result? 16, and I have a 6, so that's 22. That being said, I mean, you, I, you can take me to the rendezvous point. I don't know what happens after that. Neither do we. Won't it be interesting to find out? All right, so what are we heading out? How far away is the point? So you guys are back at Laserhawk's warehouse, which is um, basically like on the on the edge of the north end before you get to the main city. It's past the, the main city. Basically, if it would take you probably about 30 minutes to get there. Okay. Because, yeah, you'd have to drive basically through the whole city and then get on the highway. We should definitely leave Mo and Ruth here for their protection. I guess we, I don't know what we do with the dead body. Oh, oh yeah. I've referenced it in passing, but truly forgot about it. This is going to be kind of dark, but I do live by the docks. We have government contracts. We don't need to do that. Okay, you're right. You're right. At a very minimum, like, even though you can't get in touch with Union, you have cop contacts. Yeah. Hey, police, I have a dead body in a warehouse. Can you come pick it up? Yeah, that sounds good, RC. To be fair, I think if a superhero said it, like, a dude died in a fight while he was trying to kill a civilian. Okay, you know what? Y'all go ahead and handle that. I've been here for a week and a half. I don't know these cops like that. Do we, we, we call him Zoe? We call him uh, Dave Winslow. Who do you think will be more uh, respective to the dead body? Zoe, probably. Zoe, yeah. Is it Zoe Shepard? Yeah. I, using my special, like, superhero phone, will call Zoe Shepard. Go for Shepard. You know what? Not put it on speaker. Hey, it's, um, it's visual aid. We had a fight that ended with some... She actually cut you off. She said, are you guys behind behind that shit on 3rd Street? A little. We didn't start it. I would have hoped not. I just left there. Yeah, we we didn't want to just leave this. We have a body because uh, we tied someone up. It turns out they had cyanide pills with them. Well, two people, but we were only able to save the one who was forced into this taking the cyanide pill. <sighs> it's been a day. Well, mine, I just got a whole lot more interesting. I thought I was at first. I thought maybe I was just dealing with rival gangs or something. I saw you know, it was a bunch of bunch of gunfire. No, they honestly, they seem militant culty, actually. Oh, boy, it's always something with you guys. So wh- what's going on? You, you have a you have a body, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, we didn't. We had to we had to get out of there because they were attacking somebody else. We didn't want to just leave the body there. We thought it would look a little suspicious if we just left a dead body somewhere for people to find. All right, noted. What do you need? Get this body out of my house. We gotta do something with this body. We got... I guess we're staking out a rendezvous that they're supposed to have soon? You give me a location, I'll send a coroner to come pick up the body. I'll send you an address when I when I have one. All right, Shepard out. All right, um, Brandon, who are you texting? Well, I got two things I need to do now, but uh, the first thing, while this phone call is going on, uh, I want to text Data Kraken, kind of give him an idea of where the rendezvous is, and ask if he can hack in any cameras, traffic cameras, or anything like that. It's just outside the city. There has to be something. There's, like, one traffic camera in that whole stretch of land? Like, it's... Because it, it's a highway. It's not actually part of the city. It's It's, like, literally, like, on the way out of town course that's where you start getting the signs that say like pull over for here for gas and for food worth a shot i'm also uh gonna let him know whatever he's after it involves rci can you dig into that for me buddy yeah can do appreciate you cracking 
and I'm going to look up to Ruby and say, your cop friend, you can trust her, right? Yeah. How well? What do you mean? I'm saying, would you let her have a key to your house? I, I look at your Yeah. Because they could use a babysitter, I point to the other two. And I prefer it be someone with a gun. It's not a bad plan. Because right now, the way I'm seeing it is we either get your buddy to help us out or we're splitting the party because I don't think it's a good idea to leave them alone. Okay. Are we calling Zoe back? So you're ca- are you calling Shepard again? I guess so. <laughs> yes, visual. I'm going to take the three of us to somewhere where the one guy can't hear us. I'm putting on speakerphone that way he can't like hear the conversation. Hey, you're on speakerphone with Yardak and Laserhawk. We actually might need a favor. Okay. Well, we rescued the two people they were trying to kill, and we have them in a secret location, but we're worried that we need to go to this rendezvous, and we're worried that we might need to leave someone with them for protection. Is there any way you or a cop you know you can trust could come down and make sure they're safe? Roll persuasion. Ooh, she might just do it. 18 plus 6 is 24, right? Yeah. Okay, 24. You're busting my balls here, Visual. If we didn't feel like we needed your help, officer, I assure you that we wouldn't be asking. I know this is a lot to ask of you. I apologize. I've dealt with this guy before. We need help. All right, yeah, I'll, uh... Where do you need me to come to? I was like, I'm going to text you the um, the address. It's actually an old uh, auto warehouse. That... I'm still in the city, but I can uh, I can be there soon. Rendezvous is not supposed to be for a while, so. All right, I'll be there soon. About 30 minutes later, Shepard pulls up. Going to throw open the door and kind of wave her in. I just thought of something. Can I make a deck of cards? I think we decided earlier that you had to power stunt that because that's actually 52 different items at once. Okay, never mind. You know, I'm just going to assume that Laserhawk has a deck of cards lying around somewhere. I might not have anyone to play with, but he likes solitaire. In the words of Yardak, I think a few episodes ago, don't any of these people have phones? Look. You're right, you're right. I assume she's coming in with some kind of car, right? I make sure my van is pulled in enough that she can go in behind it. Well, we're going to need your van to take him to the rendezvous point. I'd move my van so we can leave through a because di- I'm assuming there's multiple ways in if the car plays. Yeah, yeah. There's, again, it's easy to maneuver around. There's lots of space available. Like, there's just, like, a lot of open space where there used to be equipment, and now it's just, like, pillars, steel pillars, you know, to, for the structure. And a few dog toys. And a few dog toys. <laughs> <laughs> she gets out. She's in... It's just, like, her vehicle, but it's got a light on top. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, a detective's car as opposed to a squad car. Yes, exactly. So yeah, she pulls in, she gets out, she's wearing like her maroon leather jacket, and uh, she's got her hair pulled back, and she looks not particularly happy with the night's events, but she's here. Thank you so much for doing this. Laserhawk, this is Officer Zoe Shepard, who... Pleasure to meet you, and I extend my hand. And you shake hands, and she kind of takes a moment and says, you're a former officer, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. You can always tell. Pleasure to be working with you. I guess you can. You're an, o- you're an officer? Former. 
I can only imagine how stressful this is, but we do appreciate you helping us out. We would not have bothered you if we felt we did not need it. Who am I watching after? And actually, she looks over and she says, is that the body over there? Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to assume the tied up guy is the other guy. Yeah, he's coming with us. This is Mo Hassan. And this is Ruth Day. They are the people they were going after. We're not exactly sure why. They both work at RCI. And so we assume that has something to do with that. And they also knew the RCI employee that was uh, killed earlier today. Oh, yeah. I heard about that at the motel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, it's been a busy night. Welcome to the thick of it, Chief. Yes, indeed, Officer Shepard. It has been. I haven't been in the middle of something like this in quite a while. So I, uh, and she introduces herself to Mo and Ruth. I'll keep an eye on them. You do what you've got to do next. And that's Bodega. He's a good dog. Shepard, you can't tell a lot, but you can tell she's she's like happy, like cool. There's do- there's a nice dog here. Yeah, I'm gonna point up to my living space and say it's a little more comfortable up there if you're interested. I just don't think you should hang out by the door. Yeah, better vantage point. I think I think we should move up into there. Excellent. If you guys get bored, I got a stack of comics in the bottom filing cabinet. In a fucking game where people have superpowers, what are the comics about? Well, because we've definitely established that superhero media is not like it's popular, but it's more popular in like a reality TV way as opposed to like a fiction way. Hmm. Maybe comics are more like pure. Uh, I guess fantasy still wouldn't be as popular. Uh, I think fantasy would still. I mean, maybe there's a lot more of like I have Jane Austen comics. I feel like there's a lot more of that kind of stuff. I was going to say like historical is what I would imagine. Historical. That's a a very niche you thing that I would expect. Shepard escorts the two of them upstairs. All right, I'll uh I'll still call the coroner. I'll uh I'll take him a little bit away from here before I before I ha- do the handoff. Appreciate you, Shepard. And at this point, I am going to check my phone to see what time it is. So at this point, it's about eleven o'clock. Between the time it took Shepard to get there and the introductions and getting things settled. I look up at the other two and say we should probably get rolling, huh? Sounds good. I, you know what, just because I don't want our to be national. Is there enough, like, do I need to get gas or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I think you're okay on the gas front. Okay, good. I did not want to get stuck out in this, like, fucking highway. Hey out there, I want to start off with a shout out to Jamie Schaefer at Jamie Hufflepuff on Twitter, for whom the Schaefer apartments in this episode were named after. Just a reminder, you can always use the hashtag MayhemCast on social media to appear in a future arc in some capacity. Not too much else to touch on this week in regards to our podcast. However, do you remember the Princess Diaries? You know, the series of books written by prolific author Meg Cabot? Well, then I have the podcast for you. The Cabot Cast is a show from the perspective of two super fans of the author's work. The show is a delight for fans of the author, both new and old. So look for the Cabot Cast in your podcast player of choice to join in on their book club-like experience. But for now, let's get back to the game. So it's the three of you and your, your new buddy, Phil. Yep. Come on, Phil, you're coming with us. Do you untie him? At least enough for him to walk into the van. Yeah, we can tie his legs. The whole time I'm working with him, my fists are going to be glowing, but... Everybody roll stealth. Actually, no, actually, instead of stealth, I want uh, Ruby to roll vehicles. Uh, 13, uh, 16. 
you make it there without incident. Yeah, it just takes you a little while because you got to get through the city. <laughs> so you are riding in Ruby's van, making your way down the long stretch of highway outside of Riverside City. Both sides of the highway are now surrounded by thick forested woods and the mountains that are slightly to the north of the city. And you are almost to mile marker 27, where Bill had said was going to be the rendezvous point. You're about a mile from the closest like rest stop. Did they say anything specific where you guys were supposed to meet or just the mile marker? I think they said slightly slightly up the hill in the, into the woods, but like pretty much perpendicular with the mile marker. Do I see anywhere where I could maybe park the van that's kind of hidden? There's like some gaps in the guard railing that you could theoretically like maybe pull it into the woods. I would like to try to pull it into the woods. All right, uh, make another vehicles check. Please don't wait for this, Rachel. Fine. Um, 17. You cleanly move in. You don't scrape the sides of the vehicle at all. And you're able to like get just off the road that you can't really be seen uh, unless you were pointing like a light right at it. All that having to drive into alleys for filming my movie has paid off. And what do you do next? I'm going to look up at the other two and say, so we should probably have a plan of attack now. Agreed. I don't know what the plan should be, though, so... I want to try and be a little closer so I can hear what these idiots are saying. Sounds good. I don't feel like I'm particularly good at hiding. I'm okay. How are we going to use him as bait? Just have him walk in and have a conversation. See where it goes from there. Can we trust you not to blow this for us? Look, I'm looking right at Phil. Like I said, from this point, I don't know what happens. I'm going to stay by my word. We're going to do our best to protect you. You fuck me. I'm going to break your face. Oh, you got me, Phil. So what are you, you know, what? You're just letting him out of the vehicle now? Yeah. I mean, what all, what other fucking choice do we got? Wait, hang on. I should probably get in position first. Okay, I guess we walk with him a little bit while he's tied up, but then I will dissolve or fade away the ropes or whatever we call it. I guess it's up directed traffic here. You two hang back here. Anything goes down, I need you to be back up. But I don't need you guys being seen before we're ready to do anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe don't razzle-dazzle. Yeah, that would be the opposite of helpful. I'm gonna go get in position. You guys need me? I- I don't know, I'm up in the tree. <laughs> Is that your plan? You're gonna like go up into a tree? I yeah, unless there's anything better in the area, should I roll a perception check or am I just gonna see fucking trees? Yeah, I mean it's pretty much just trees all around. I guess my question was if you are pulsar pogoing up there. I think I'm just gonna climb the tree on account of my feet produce lights. That's what I was thinking too. Everyone roll stealth, but then Brandon, you're also going to roll athletics. Ooh, nailed that one. 11 and stealth. 9. I got a 21. A non-nat 20. 15. Describe to me what it looks like as you make your way through. Slinky. Okay, is anybody doing anything worth mentioning? Stepping on the tips of my toes as to not make a lot of noise. I'm just kind of crouched low to the ground, moving as quickly as I can toward the area where I'm going to be climbing. And you can see the mile marker as you get a little bit closer. And you're all kind of uh, stealthily walking. And now roll athletics if you're going to go up into that tree then. Okay. That would be... 23. You're able to scale that tree, and because you're, you know, you're still being mindful of your, of your sound, like you get to the, not the top branches, but like the first thick branches. Right. Man, I have not rolled below a 12 tonight. I love my dice. Yeah, it's going really well for you for now. 
I'm going to shit the bed when it matters most. Aren't we all? Then I guess like Ruby and Yardick are just kind of trying to hide behind some of the bushes and stuff as you make your way further in. Yeah. And that like, there's like always guardrails and stuff on the highway. So it's kind of using all that to our advantage. Okay. And so like, you're getting close to the mile marker. Are you continuing to follow along with Phil or are you letting him go on his own at this point? Um, I mean like a little like ways behind, but like not like a whole lot. So he makes his way to the mile marker and makes like a 90 degree turn and starts walking into the woods. And do you guys continue to kind of follow into the woods or are you staying where you are for the moment? I'm following them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah, there's Otherwise, why are we fucking here? Yeah, we got to follow. I've got an 11 in acrobatics. I can do this. All right. Roll an acrobatics check to go from one tree to the other. Famous last words. Uh, you know what? I rolled a seven, but that's still an 18. You know, it described to me what it looks like when you go from tree to tree. Sort of quietly jumping ninja style. Like, trying to lean where I can and then jump, just trying to be as quiet as possible. Yeah, Phil doesn't get too far when suddenly you hear the cock of a rifle. And you hear someone call out, end of the line. And then Phil responds back, at the top of the hill. I'm writing that down. Then when he does that, he uh, puts his hands down. The guy talks to Phil, he says, where's your weapon? He's like, I got disarmed and I got separated from my group. Where are the rest of them? Well, I don't think Avery made it. Shit. I think the others should be here soon. Depending. Did you guys get your target? And Phil goes, negative, we were unsuccessful. Boss isn't going to be happy about that. I know, I know. Our group was successful in our mission. Uh, haven't heard back from the third group yet. I'm just mouthing to myself, fuck, there's more of them, shit. Well, no, that's the, uh, the dude who was killed in the hotel, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, but there, now there's one more group that we didn't even fucking know about. Oh, yeah, true. Phil says, so you haven't heard anybody from group two? No, uh, three group was successful and four group just got back and said they were successful too. It's not a great day for first group, apparently. There was a fourth group? I'm just waiting for the rest of the rendezvous groups before I give the orders for the next part. Ooh. I sent four group back and I sent three group back. Those, those who made it back. Waiting on the rest of uh, group two and group one. You want to just hang out here with me? And Phil goes, sure, yeah, yeah, kind of a little nervously. I mean, other we just kind of have to wait until the other group gets here. Yeah, I'm waiting this one out. Okay, if that's the case, then, everyone make another stealth check. 19. A natural 20. Minus 9 and 9, 18. Ooh, 18, 19, 20. As far as you guys see, it's just the two of them kind of chilling, leaning up against the trees. What are you guys doing? Just watching and waiting, boss. I'm not moving. Yeah, crouched, kind of Gollum style, trying to be as small as possible. It's a stakeout. And yeah, about 20 minutes later, a group of about eight folks make their way up the hill. Literally, like, just two feet away from where Yardak and Ruby are. Like, they pass right by you. Ooh. Don't be suspicious. Don't don't start dancing in the bushes, please. That is not in character. That is that is in Ruby's mind. However, she is smart enough not to make the references while she's hiding. And you hear the gun cock again, and you hear end of the line, and then they all respond back in unison at the top of the hill. Oh, that's not creepy. A couple of them approach Phil. We thought we thought you got tagged, buddy. What happened? And Phil is like, yeah, I, uh, you know, they almost got me, but I got away at the last second. Yeah, they got Avery, though. He's, he's he got wasted. Avery wasted himself. 
Again, I'm imagining like you whispered that to Yardak. <laughs> Fucking liar. Making this look bad. And then the guy who they all were meeting at this location says, my understanding is that two group was not successful. One group, any luck? And one group kind of like shakes their head. Nah, she got away. Okay, so one, oh wait, hold on. One group was going after Ruth. Yeah, one group is Ruth. Two group was Mo. Two group, Mo. Three group is uh, dude, Brian, Bob, Brandon. James. James. Oh. <laughs> Not even fucking close. <laughs> and then four group is we don't know. I guess maybe, maybe four. Wait, we, we do we know that three group was James or could four group have been James? All you know is that four, three and four group were successful. Okay. All right, gentlemen, shall we make our way back? And everyone kind of nods. Time to stealthy stealth. What am I rolling? You're going to roll acrobatics and stealth. Everyone else, uh, if you're just continuing to stay on the brush, you're going to roll stealth. It's like a nat 20 in like athletics, but a one in stealth. And he's just like fucking bashing through the tops of these trees. I mean, basically, that means he's very successful at swinging from tree to tree, but he is not successful at keeping his, <laughs> keeping his shit locked down. 18. Not the 20, so uh, that's a 31 altogether. No one's ever looked better in these goddamn trees. Fuck the birds. I got an 8, and then I keep forgetting 8, and then, oh yeah, stealth is 9, so 17. And on stealth, I got a unnatural 20, 13 plus 7 is 20, yeah. You guys, can you following them? You guys are getting further and further into these woods. In fact, I want Yardak and Ruby to roll athletics. Because you're trying to keep up with them, and they're going at a good clip. And you're also trying to be stealthy. Ooh, okay, 16, and then you said athletics? Mm-hmm. Hey, I rolled a 16, too. And 6, so 22 altogether. 18! I'm much less athletic than Yardak. I was in the army, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, you guys are keeping up with this uh, with this group of pseudo-soldiers. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably pretty strong at carrying equipment because of filmmaking, but... Just have one really fucking buff shoulder. Honestly, props. So you get to the top of the hill and there's like a clearing where basically there is no trees and you see two like uh, kind of Humvee type vehicles parked there. For people who are all about the end of the world, they don't care about the environment. Really make a tracker. That's a little above our pay grade. And... Or no, you know, Humvee wasn't the word I was looking for. Jeeps. Okay. So, like, a couple of them are inside, and a couple of them are, like, hanging on the outside of it. They care a little bit more about the environment than we thought. Jeeps a little more military cosplay. And you can kind of tell why they were at this point, because when you turn around, you can see, like, a beautiful view of Riverside. You can see all the lights lit up. You can even see it's a clear enough night that you can, and you're far enough out that you can even see, you know, across the bay into the north end. Pretty. I'll have to Instagram this later. <laughs> Can I roll a perception to see if there's anything like specific they might be seeing from up top here? Be like, oh yeah, that is that X building that does that Y thing. No, you can you can roll perception, sure. Well, it was a two. My perception was a two. So uh, let's see what my modifier is. I'll try to roll two. I don't have a modifier, so this probably won't go well. So a 10 altogether. I rolled a 10, so I also have a 10. I guess I'm going to roll a perception. I rolled an 18. 
Ruben Yarek, you don't notice anything about the advantage point. And the only thing that Laserhawk really picks up on is that when they kind of peeled out and took off down the road, it's not the highway, but it's just like a dirt road. And you can see like a little further down, there's some more trees that they go through, but there's like a fenced in structure way down at the end of the, at the other end of the hill. Am I high enough in the trees to where I can see if that's where they're pulling up to? No, because like the tree line goes right up to the to that fencing location. So like after they go back through, after they go into the trees with the vehicles, you can no longer see them. Uh, I guess I wouldn't really be able to follow them in a stealthy way right now either. No, no, it's like less than a mile away. If I had to like estimate. Okay, but they boogied onward. Yeah, yeah, they boogied onward, and you guys are still at the top of the clearing. I'm gonna shimmy shammy on down the tree and rendezvous with my homies. So, guys, where do you think we should go from here? Looked like there was a facility up the road. If I had to put money on it, that's when we're meeting up. Should we try and infiltrate and see what's up? What do you think? Sounds too dangerous? We should definitely investigate, but I feel like we should go in there a little stealthier. At first, at least. Two questions. I've seen basically what they're wearing, right? Mm-hmm. Were there any women with them at all, or was it just men? You've only seen men. Okay. I'm going to try to make uh, something similar to what they're wearing. I figure I can't make it exactly. Yeah, I would say it's a little too detailed for like you to make it out exactly. And were, 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 the, were any of them wearing hats? I mean, a few of them were wearing like bandanas, and a few of them were wearing like headbands. Um, no one was wearing any kind of like helmet or anything like that. It doesn't really work with a bandana. I'm just going to make myself like a black baseball cap and stick my hair into it. Okay. And I'll make sure like yard axe is tall enough that it covers like his... You have gills, right? They're like, yeah, kind of behind the ears here. Yeah, you've got a big collar. Yeah. I mean, it's also uh, September. Could be a scarf. Yeah, you get a nice scarf. All right, so what do you do next? I guess we try to stealth our way in there. Try to get in without being noticed, I think. Well, hang on. I think that we should at least get to, like, the perimeter so we can kind of stake out the outside and get a more precise plan of attack. Because it seems like there's, like, a good bit of people in there. Do we think it's time to just, like, bust on in there, or should we just kind of do reconnaissance? Maybe let's do the reconnaissance and figure out. Yeah, at least figure out what we're dealing with before we decide if we're cracking skulls tonight or not. I mean, if they all go to bed, maybe that will be helpful. You know, I'm going to go ahead and assume that these guys aren't on, like, a bedtime. <laughs> Look, they've had a long night. Maybe they're skip sleepy. There was a big villain on uh, Space Cadet was taken out by making them all go to sleep because they were part of a hive mind. Oh, okay. so you, like, make one sleep, they all sleep. You guys are all decked out in soldier cosplay cosplay? Yes. We are prepped as preppers. I'm also going to make a dagger and stick that into one of my my belt. You know, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, she has not made any weapon, and I am not letting her retcon that shit. Haha, I made it. I made it. And I also, I'm imagining maybe I went behind a tree to do this. I changed it so I'm wearing like a pants and a shirt. Because remember, I tried to hide the fact that I'm a woman and I've been wearing a dress. So if you're going to try to make your way to the perimeter without being seen, you're going to have to roll some stealth again. And are you making your way through the trees, or are you making your way down the road? Um, I'm going to assume that we should go through the trees, and I also rolled a 23. 17. 19 plus 9, that's a 28. So yeah, you make your way to the perimeter, and for the most part, it's like chain-link fence. Some of it does have like reinforced uh, with some boards of wood. 
You can see the vehicles from previously kind of parked out front and it's a salvage yard. So there's just like piles upon piles of like scrap metal. There's one of those giant magnet things for moving shit around. Um, there's a couple, couple look like facilities that were built very quickly. And there's also like a guard tower up near the main entrance. Everything kind of looks like it was just fabricated real quickly. No, not super structurally stable. Alright, well, right off the bat, I'm guessing that guard tower is probably going to be our biggest issue getting in. Yeah, there's kind of like a light going back and forth on it. There's like one guy kind of standing there at the moment. So as far as like people at the perimeter, it's only the dude in the guard tower, or is there somebody walking around as well? That's the only person you can see right now is the person in the guard tower. Hmm. Um, again, there's so many piles of, of scrap and stuff that this is like not, you cannot really see the whole area except for the structures. God, how many people were in there? I'm trying to think like. So the ones that you know for sure are 10. There was the two guys and then the two and then the eight members who joined up. So, you know, for sure there are 10. Um, plus you don't know if this guy in the guard tower, uh, this person in the guard tower is a separate person. Plus we know there's at least two more cells of them that made it back. Based on that. Anywhere from like 18 to 24. You don't know. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a good time to me. No, it seems like we are vastly outnumbered, which is why I wanted to wait for them to go to sleep. <laughs> Maybe I should put them all in boxes while they sleep. <laughs> can I see inside the building at all? Again, there's not really buildings. Like you can see some structures in the di- in the distance, but like there's like one what appears to have been like is the administrative space for this salvage yard. Uh, and then there is like a couple like just quick, quickly made like prefab structures. Do we know like which structure they went into? The only person you saw by the time you got to the perimeter was the guard tower person. Who's just kind of like flashing a light through the woods, but not directly at where you guys are. So really bad at his job. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way to like get that guy not be able to see us without bringing attention to the fact that like he's knocked out or whatever we want to do to him. Can Laserhawk just jump up there and then throw him off? Hypothetically, yes, but my feet make light when I do that. Can Ruby make you little bags for your feet so they can, like, hide the light? The problem is if you hide the light, you're also hiding the energy. Oh. I appreciate where you're going with this. Uh, how far away are we from the watchtower? Could I hypothetically put him in a box from where I am? The whole area is one large uh, rectangle. Uh, you are on the west side, and the en- main entrance and this tower are on the north side. Okay. And, how, so, and this place is pretty big, so I'm probably too far away to make a box, right? Yeah, yeah, you're definitely too far away from being able to box him in the guard tower. Honestly, I think our best bet might just be to take advantage of all the shit that's lying around and try to stealth our way over. Don't even worry about the guy in the white tower, because if we knock him out and that light stops moving, they're going to notice that eventually. That's true. Okay, I guess let's try and stealth over how many buildings... So they have to be... We don't see them, so they have to be in one of the buildings, right? I mean, worse comes worse. I'm thinking, unless Yardak has a bunch of stealth that I don't know about, I'm probably best equipped to move in so I can sneak in, try to see what I can see. Yeah, my stealth modifier is a nine. My stealth modifier is a four! I'm really good at insight and filmmaking! Correct. So the big square at the top in the middle is the main, like what would have been the administrative structure. The two squares to the right of that are the quickly built buildings. The square near the bottom is the guard tower. And those two little lines are the gate to get in. And there is the rest of the stuff, the like stuff from the yard that we can like stealth around. 
Yeah, all the all the salvage stuff. Okay. So yeah, like I said, right now you guys are on the west side. You can see the guard tower. You can see the light going back and forth, the spotlight from the tower, but you can't see any other people at this time. Do we think they're in the big administrative building looking thing, or do we think they're in like the two makeshift ones? I think it would be worth it if we kind of split up a little bit and check them all. Okay. I feel like we'd be close enough to where if something goes wrong, the other two would be able to jump in pretty quickly and help. That's true. Can we tell if there are windows? From where you are right now, you can see some windows on the first floor of the administrative building. Um, no lights on. Uh, there's no windows on the second floor, though. Okay. And what about the other two buildings? The other two buildings, at least from where you are, you don't see any windows. I guess we should stealth our way to the buildings. So first thing you gotta figure out is how you get through this fence. Oh, duh, Ruby, make some fucking bolt cutters. Can I do that? I was gonna say that Yardak has a super spear, but... Well, I mean, I feel like that would make more noise of me slashing than if we just went like... Do I need a roll to make bolt cutters? No, I'm not gonna make you roll to make bolt cutters. I make some bolt cutters, and then I cut some bolts. All right, everyone, uh, well, actually, just, I guess, Ruby, roll stealth. Um, or, actually, should I give it to one of you guys who has better stealth? Nope, you said that you did it. Damn it! Haha! I rolled a 17. It's a 21. Thank you, Ruby. My dash are looking out for me tonight. I mean, as far as the dramatic tension of this scene, that would have been a great time for you to shit the bed, but I appreciate you not. I don't want to do that. No, thank you. Right as you have bolted your way through and you've made a little, presumably a little hole, there's still the problem of the boards of wood that are also there. Oh, son of a bitch. I did mention this. I didn't This I didn't just spring this on you. I mean, I can just jump the son of a bitch. I have a, 11 in acrobatics. If I can't get over a fence, I need to give up. Light up when you do that. I have an 11 in acrobatics. I feel like I can get, I can get over a fence and move the boards. Can I do that? Like just climbing? I mean, I imagine like you're going to do some kind of like straight up ninja flip, like to get yourself over it. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's what I'm imagining. So this would be without using your power then? Yeah. Okay. All right. Roll acrobatics. And stealth. And stealth. All right. So that's a 19 in acrobatics and a 17 in stealth. So yeah, you get over and tell me what you do. Can I just move the boards? Yeah, you move the boards out of the way. And it's at that exact moment, Yardak, your phone goes off. God damn it! It is 2020. My phone is not on noise. I didn't say it was on noise. I'm saying that, like, your your phone your phone is alerting you. Uh, phone call, text. Phone call. I end it. Well, one, I see who it is. It's uh, Sean Ortega. So I'm going to uh, end the call and send a text saying, in the middle of a very delicate reconnaissance mission, I do not have the time to talk right now. Moments later, you get a picture message. I look at the picture. It is Shauna being held by two militants. You're going to want to call back. Oh. All right, so fall back. Oh, so we figured out who the fourth one was. (laughs) Shit. Well, all right, let's add that to the note. Hey, hey, RC. Fuck you. Why? Why? Do you call back? Well, one, not immediately. I show them what happened and we like hustle our little asses away so they don't hear me call her mm-hmm. yeah good call that's what I was going to suggest and then I give a call hi is this Yardak uh yes this is him 
Yeah, you're with a friend of mine. I'm going to want you to hand the phone over. Oh, you. Okay, I hand the phone to Laserhawk. Sup? Hey, buddy. Long time no see. Ah, Bert. Not long enough. So you're, uh, skipped Highwind, huh? Seems like you've done the same. Well, you know what they say. When you got a job to do, you got a job to do. Yeah, so you want to talk about that job, or are we just going to keep dancing around this phone call? No, no, I'm done dancing. You roughed up some of my men. You and your two pals. You and your friends tried to rough up my pals the way I see it. It's even, Bert. No, no, it's not even. It's far from even, Laserhawk. You got in the way of my mission. You roughed up some of my men. I will not be putting up with that. You know, you're getting in the way of my whole last Thursday night, Bert, so what do you want? This, uh, this here journalist is not part of the mission. Just a bit of an insurance policy I took out. You bring me the other two, I'll give her back. Other two, other two. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> we'll see about that. What are you going to do if we don't? Let me make this perfectly clear. And you hear, like, a, a little bit of a shuffle. Hi, and it's Phil. Hi, um, um, oh god, and then you just hear a gunshot. God damn it, Phil. See, I don't tolerate insubordination, I don't tolerate traitors, I will shut that shit down. Bert, let me just make one thing perfectly clear. You touch one hair on her head. You're not gonna need to worry about the end of the world because I will fucking end you. And then he hangs up. Chapter 29 Cataclysm Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and Convinced the Sky is Falling by myself, R.C. Byler. Masks and Mayhem is a member of the New England Podcast Consortium. Other members can be found at newenglandpodcasts.com. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. So, how did we feel about tonight's episode? Solid. That was really fun. I feel like that was a really engaging episode, which can sometimes uh, be difficult to do when there's not a combat scenario. Yeah, like, especially, unless we're in, like, a fighting scenario, it's very, like, 
not rare, but pretty uncommon for us to like have to roll for things unless one of us is just like, oh, like I want to see like perception. So like it was nice to be able to like actually like have to rely on rolls without there being a fight behind it. Yeah. No, that and I feel like a lot of our not combat episodes, uh, they aren't really filler episodes, but they're more like backstory, like not as involved with the plot as this one was. Like this one still felt very intense and intimate and like everything mattered, but we didn't have to punch anyone much to Laserhawk's dismay. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks like I'm about to beat the shit out of an apocalypse, man, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> man, you guys did not take to the name like I thought you would. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna mock him. I don't. What did you expect? I'm the ultra-left-wing superhero. This guy's like my nemesis, only he's not because he didn't kill my fiancé. Oh yeah, that was kind of a funny realization that Brandon brought up to me earlier today. Do you want to repeat what you said to me before? Oh yeah, so in the last arc, we were fighting a bunch of racists who I had history with, and now we're fighting a bunch of right-wing preppers who I have history with. I've somehow become like the uber-left-wing commie hero. Good for you. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to go to this route, but fucking, it, it feels appropriate. I, um, yeah, I like that it's still, I feel like sometimes our, like, non-combat stuff feels a little less superhero-y, and this very much still felt like, oh, it's superhero stuff, just the, like, other side of it. Right, I feel like our non-combat episodes can get a little uh, slice of life. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this is a podcast that's based around, like, character development. You need shit like that for character development. But, you know, this still felt like a very action-packed episode. Did, um, did everyone feel like they had sufficient things to do? Yeah. It felt like a badass the whole time. Yeah, I feel, I feel like this is the, the first one I feel like all three of us had, like, equal amount to do. I'd agree with that. Okay. I mean, I'm always trying to find ways to make everyone feel involved, but it just doesn't always, especially in a non-combat situation, it's not always as easy. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I mean, we're all good at different shit, and it's not like you can check every box every episode. Yeah. Now I'm curious, what did you expect us to do that we didn't do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't expect you to immediately go to the rendezvous point. Can we just point out that RC fucking killed another person? Yeah. Yeah, and you, sa- and, yeah, you saved him at the end of the last episode. What the hell does RC stand for? Relots of Kamerner? <laughs> Not your strongest joke, Brandon. I laughed, but... I was trying to think where you were going to go with that, and then I was like, maybe the... And then just that came out, and I was like, oh, nonsense. Well, I kept thinking, I was like, the whole time, I was trying to make it very clear, like, you did not turn him. He was like, he was like, kind of like doing you a solid, because you did him a solid, but he was like, still like, full gun-ho, like, I'm with Apocalypse Man still. Ah, uh, that's fine. I was honestly looking for him to bust in his face in earlier. Unfortunately, he did it better. Did you expect us to, like, call Zoe Shepard? No, that was also unexpected. I also didn't expect you guys to get so caught up in what to do with the body. <laughs> <laughs> this might be Rachel's watching a cop show. <laughs> like, Does it look like my hut says dead prepper storage? I don't know what you expect. Like, it's a dead body. We worry about it, like... Yeah, but you guys were just like, oh, what if we call the cops? And what if we left the body there? Like, there's just a lot of concern about things that can be yada yada away. Yada yada. I have a dead body in my house. I'm pretty sure that I don't have squatters rights yet. I just got here. So the one thing I guess I want to end on, 
And what are your thoughts about your first interaction with Apocalypse Man? Oh, I can't wait to kick his ass. I'm just picturing, like, the villain from any of those, like, shitty B-rated sci-fi movies. Like, on the sci-fi channel. If I had to, I mean, I don't know if this, this reference will mean anything to you. I'd imagine him as a mixture between Burt Gummel from Tremors uh, and Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh. Mm. I've seen gifts of Negan, but I don't. I know enough about the comics to kind of be worried about our friend. Is he as murdery as Negan? I just want to point out in the first two minutes that you've talked to him, he shot someone and presumably killed him. That's valid. Well, we don't know. We just heard the noise. This is true. I'm just going on on a limb and assume that wasn't a bluff. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode and I'm glad that you are liking the villain and the, and are you liking this arc so far? I guess is my last question. So far. So good. I can't wait to kick. I can't wait to go gritty on people. Yeah. I like, I mean, we, we, I guess we brought Zoe back, but I like that we've been bringing back older characters. I'm glad you didn't do this because if you would have asked for like, can we get some of the Riverside police department to help us with this? I would have been like, absolutely not. I think it's valid to be like, hey, can we use you for protection for these two? Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good, that was a thing I hadn't considered you doing. And I thought that was a good use of resources. Dude, I am curious. What did you expect us to do with these two people that people kept trying to kill? Oh, I mean, again, I thought you were going to stay at the warehouse, like with them. Oh, because there was supposed to be a fight there. And I still haven't called my son. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know you have a son? I don't remember. Oh, wait, I don't know. No, no, you have no idea. You know that my fiancé got killed. You don't know anything before him. Yeah. Other than, I guess, now you know that I was a cop. Because I feel like Ruby, if Ruby knew you had someone, would probably be like, you should call your son just randomly at you sometimes. Is there anything you didn't like about tonight's episode? Yeah, you fucking killed someone else. Besides that. Stop killing people. I don't, this is not that hard of a request. 